0: This is a Squeeze Podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Monday, the 5th of July. In your sport today, NRL Dragons in hot water after a house party, an American sprinter banned for drug use. Euro semis are set, and hot dog, we have a wiener. This is your sport today. Gabs, we spent most of last week talking about if and when the weekend sporting matches would be played because of the COVID-19 situation here in Australia. The good news is that all the games went ahead, but the bad news is that a group of rugby league players decided to have a little house party that could end up costing them big time.
1: Sam, this is a, it's a massive story. Twelve St. George Illawarra Dragons players have been fined $1,000 each for going to a party at the house of Prop Paul Vaughan on Saturday night. Now, it's worth noting Vaughan also breached the strict biosecurity protocols last year when he was stood down for 14 days for leaving the bubble to visit a cafe. The police were called at around 940 pm for a noise complaint, and when the officers arrived, guests were reportedly seen bolting down the street. The dragons confirmed on Sunday the party's under investigation, and it's now over to the NRL's integrity Unit. This incident not only goes against the NRL's strict biosecurity protocols, but also the New South Wales public health stay-at-home orders, and if the play is mixed with people outside the NRL's biosecurity bubble, they could be forced into 14 days isolation. And,
0: Gabs, that could mean those players missing the match against Manly on the 16th after the Dragons have the bye next weekend. All this comes off the back of the NRL handing out huge fines last week for bubble breaches. The Bulldogs were fined $50,000 and five of its players were each fined, while Cronulla Sharks veteran Josh Dugan was hit with a $25,000 penalty. Gabs, this is a big one, so expect to hear much more on it throughout the week. Gabs, the big story in the States this weekend was the suspension of American sprinter Shakari Richardson, who was banned for one month for using marijuana and will miss the women's 100-metre track event at the Olympics as a result. The ban caused a huge backlash on social media, so break it down for us.
1: Righto, Sam. Let's go back to the Olympic trials last month, where Richardson won the 100-metres final in a time of 10.86 seconds to become the gold medal favourite. But later on, she tested positive for cannabis, admitting she used marijuana to deal with the loss of her biological mother, something she was told about by a reporter just days before the trial started. Now, Fez, cannabis is legal in Oregon where the trials were held, but it's a banned substance by WADA, the World Anti Doping Agency, and it can carry with it suspensions up to four years. However, if it can be proved it was unrelated to performance, the ban can actually be reduced. And Richardson was handed a one-month ban.
0: Yeah, Richardson tweeted, I am a human, and said, quote, I know what I did, I know what I'm supposed to do, I know what I'm allowed not to do, but I still made that decision. I'm not making an excuse. Athletes and celebs rallied behind Richardson on social media with the likes of Dwayne Wade, Patrick Mahomes and Seth Rogen sharing their support. Well, the ban means Richardson won't compete for the gold medal in the 100-metre sprint in Tokyo, It's a back data ban, so she will be available for the 4x100m relay team, should Team USA select her. So we'll keep an eye out for that one. There was no Wimbledon overnight gabs as the tournament had its traditional rest day on Sunday, but La Tour de France continued to roll on, with an Aussie taking out
1: Stage 9. Sam, that'd be Aussie Ben O'Connor, who is riding in his first Tour de France. The 25-year-old, he actually led a breakaway with 75 kilometres to go in wet, freezing conditions in the Alps before surging to the finish to win by a whopping five minutes. Now, after the race, O'Connor said winning the stage was a life-changing moment. And why wouldn't it be, Sam? He's now coming second overall. Ahead of O'Connor in the yellow jersey is Tadej Pogacar, who holds a handy two-minute lead. Wonderful pronunciation there, Gabs.
0: What an effort from O'Connor, who is the 14th Australian to win a stage of the Tour, and there have now been 35 stage wins by Australians since 1903. Gabs, that leads us to today's trivia question. Who was the first Aussie to win a stage at La Tour de France? Got any ideas? Uh, I'll have to call Phil Liggett. Gabs, we hope our football fans enjoyed a sleep-in today after a few early mornings this weekend as the Euro 2020
1: quarterfinals were run and won. Who advanced and who bowed out? Now, Sam, before we get into this, how did your predictions turn out on Friday? Uh, Gabs, uh, the less said the better about that. 2-4, 50%.
0: That's still a pass mark?
1: Uh, No, not on this podcast. So if we go through the results, Spain beat Switzerland on penalties. Italy beat Belgium 2-1. The Czech Republic lost to Denmark by the same scoreline before England down Ukraine 4-0. And you can bet every England fan will remind you about that every chance they get. Yeah,
0: no doubt. Pretty remarkable. England haven't considered a goal this tournament. Uh, five clean sheets by the English goalkeeper. Uh, that's it's up the semis, the first between Spain and Italy, on Wednesday morning, and then Denmark against England on Thursday. Both games are on at 5 a.m. Australian Eastern Time. It's also worth mentioning, Gabs, the Copa America, which is the Euros of South America, is up to the semis too. It's Brazil versus Peru on Tuesday, and then Argentina against Colombia on Wednesday. Leo Messi, four out of five player of the match performances. He's on fire. Catch both the Euros and Copa America on Opta Sport.
1: Let's stick with qualifying, Gabs. And in the NBA, the finalists have been finalised. Yeah, they sure have. And it'll be the Phoenix Suns taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, this series pits rising star Devin Booker and wily veteran Chris Paul for the Suns, up against two-time MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo and all-star Chris Middleton for the Bucks, who I think are in their first final since 1974. Now, the caveat here, Fez, Antetokounmpo missed the Bucs' last two games with a knee injury, so his fitness will be a big talking point throughout the finals. It's a best of seven series, with Phoenix holding home court advantage as the highest seed. Now, I'm going for the Suns. What about you? I'm going to go
0: for the Suns too, Gabs. so that makes the Bucs absolute morals. (laughs) Game one is on Tuesday morning, Aussie time. Gabs, serious question for a second. How many hot dogs do you think you've eaten in your lifetime?
1: Well, I can't give you an exact figure, but let's just say I've donated my fair share to Sausage Sizzle fundraisers. Big fan of Bunnings. Uh, Well, Joey Chestnut probably
0: has you covered after he claimed his 14th win in 15 years to take out the
1: Nathan's famous 4th of July hot dog eating contest. Sam, we absolutely love the weird and wacky world of competitive eating, and if ESPN shows it, then I'm happy to count it as a sport. Joey Chestnut... The world number one, yes, there are rankings, won his 14th Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest with a concerning 76 hot dogs and buns this morning, (laughs) beating his previous best of 75. Chestnut, who goes by the nickname Jaws, has now eaten a record (laughs) 1,089 hot dogs at the event. Now, Sam, his appetite never seems to go away. But unfortunately, the broadcast feed cut out with seconds left, so no one actually saw the finish. Fez, is he the greatest athlete on the planet right now? I mean, he has more world titles
0: than Rafael Nadal has French Opens. So I'm going to say yes, yes, he is the best. Time for Catch This, where we tell you the stuff that caught our eye or what's coming up. Gabs, it's NAIDOC week celebrating the history and culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Island peoples. And it was great to see sporting teams over the weekend don their Indigenous jerseys. The Melbourne Demons and Brisbane Bronco strips were particularly fantastic. Gabs, what do you got?
1: Sam, did you happen to watch your West Tigers yesterday?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, unfortunately.
1: Well, yeah, they were pumped by the Rabidos, but not everything went to plan for South Sydney when Adam Reynolds produced what can only be described as the bombed try of the season, if not the decade. <laughs> it looked like uh, Adam had strolled through for one of the easiest four-pointers of his career, but he went too far and put a foot on the dead ball line. He celebrated the effort with a hang 10, but the try was quickly wiped out, and we'll chuck a link of that video in the episode notes for you. Okay, uh, Gabs, that's the end of today's show. But before we go,
0: the answer to today's trivia question, who was the first Australian to win a stage at the Tour de France? That was Bill Anderson back in 1982, one of the pioneers of Australian cycling. All right, that's all from us today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you tomorrow.